Okay, we're live, Pancreation Philosophy, episode 85. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz, and welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by listeners such as yourself, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, let's see, whatever, Hannah, maybe you're listening to your phone, however you're listening to this, thank you for listening, and a quick shout out to people that support this production via patreon that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com you can find me there at patreon.com slash pancreation that's pancreation spelled p-a-n-k-r-a-t-i-o-n so shout out to aaron heron austin rice danny nguyen franco duerme jake landry jazz paul gill jay white kong kenji campbell mikhail jackson nuri and Tom Kravitz, thanks guys for supporting the podcast. Uh, almost thank you to, to an almost donation by Amir, who attempted to donate a dollar, but it got declined. Amir, I think maybe you have more problems than donating, so I don't know, get your life together. And then I also see on Patreon here I have Jihoon Pak, just uh, following, not like so you're watching but not donating. Come on, man, you, you don't have a you don't have a dollar to spare, G. How, how's Florida? I mean, I guess. You got hurricanes to worry about, but hey, man, I mean, a dollar spent here is a dollar not, you know, getting blown away in your house. All right. And then shout out to my homie, uh, Floating Forest. Thank you for providing me with the intro song. And yeah, shout out to uh, Joel Ridzak for providing me with these microphones. Thank you, Joel. And with that all out of the way, let's talk about my guest, who is Emmanuel Michaels. Emmanuel Michaels, welcome. Welcome to the show, Manny. Man. How how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm doing good. Thanks well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no my no problem, man. It's great to have you. I mean, it's about time I had you on. Yeah, but, we've been uh, trying to do this yeah. for a while. It's all good, like schedules, schedules and such. But uh, I mean, well, speaking of schedules, you just had something on your schedule like last week. I did. <laughs> Could you? Did. Yeah. So how about inform? Like, yeah. So what happened? What did you do? I uh, I guess I'm. I decided to punish myself. <laughs> to punish yourself. In a, <laughs> yeah. In a running a 50-mile ultramarathon. A 50-mile ultramarathon. Yeah. All right. And uh, what was it called again? It's called the Cascade Super Series. The, and the Cascade the, Super Series? Was okay. was the, the series of runs. They did like 50-milers, 50 50Ks, and okay. marathons. But it was yeah. from uh, Cleelum. The 50-milers ran from Cleelum to... Uh, North Bend, South oh. South Cleveland. Oh wow! Trailhead all the way to North all the, Bend. all the way to North Bend. Yeah. Okay, in like mountainous terrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On, the, on the Iron Horse Trail. On the Iron Horse Trail, dang. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, for people that don't know, that's not in. Well, I guess like can you like describe the trail for people that aren't unfamiliar with the Iron Horse Trail? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was totally really unfamiliar with it myself. I've yeah, only, I've been on it a little bit. Yeah, um, but I didn't know much about it. Um, but it's it's. It expands really far. I want to say, yeah, it's pretty long, isn't it? Isn't it like, it's yeah, quite a bit longer than the fifty? Even. Yeah, I know it goes a ways, but um, uh, but yeah, it's it's really not that. It's, it wasn't that hard of a trail. It was okay. all gravel paved the whole way. Okay, and the 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 slot that they had us running was only about a six hundred foot total elevation gain. Okay, and actually, I got fifteen or sixteen hundred foot uh, total elevation drop. Okay. So and it was all really steady. It wasn't like okay. a whole lot of like harsh inclines or harsh declines. Yeah. 
Well, the so, only harsh thing is the 50 miles. That, which I, was, I was quite happy about. It. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to. Because some of those ultras, yeah. man, they do, you know, they have a whole lot of elevation yeah. gain or, yeah. or, or a whole lot of elevation, you know, loss okay. and that, yeah. you know, either way, they can be really. Yeah, good. because going down or up, just any change is like yeah. different from level ground. Okay, so 600 feet, like relatively, especially over. It, it wasn't like a sudden change, right? No, okay. over that. I, it was the total elevation. Oh, so total over elevation 50 change. Miles, so it's really okay. very minimal, like ups yeah. and downs the whole way through. Okay, well, okay. let's track back. So what made you want to do this ultra marathon? <laughs> uh, man, a lot of things. Um, oh. You know, I've, I listen to Joe Rogan quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I've, I've, uh, I'm unfamiliar with that. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who? Uh, Who? Yeah, and that? I listen to a ton of different yeah. podcasts, but Joe Joe really got me started on a ton of different people. And um, mm-hmm. one of the uh, some of the people that really catch my eye are some of these motivational speakers or some of these people that yeah. take on these intense challenges. Yes. Or you know, who just kind of live an extreme lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, like Jocko Willings, and yeah. Navy SEAL, David Goggins, and Navy SEAL, and yeah. you know, big ultra marathon runner. Um, Courtney DeWalter is another uh, ultra marathon runner. She did the Moab 240. Oh, yeah, I, I listened to that. And, like, eating on, like, a diet of candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pepsi yeah. and candy. Yeah, Pepsi and candy. Well, you know, and, you know and I, I thought that was crazy when I heard it, too. Like running fuel. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, but yeah, it's yeah. like when you're going through these checkpoints and you're, because, yeah. um, you know, you have, like, an aid station on these runs like, okay. every five miles or so. Okay. Um, and bigger aid stations where there's, like, bathrooms and, like, sometimes your crew can access. Got but, it. But, um it's you know you just need fuel like yeah. and a, and so a lot of people are drinking like soda and yeah. chips and stuff because it's just like ready available yeah i tried to avoid it as much as possible but like when i was 40 you know anyway after like 20 miles i stopped giving a <laughs> shit about the things i was putting in my body i was just yeah. like i just except for as long as it wasn't gonna you know send me to the bathroom in, yeah. in yeah. the middle of the trail uh-huh. i just needed energy you know and i okay. and it's your body just kind of craves random stuff when you're you know putting it through something that intense because yeah. when, when you're like redlining your body yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> reacting yeah. different ways yeah and i'm yeah. not really a soda drinker but every, yeah. you know at the ch- at the aid station and it wasn't something i thought of at all but they yeah. they're like here here's a soda I'm like, yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like your primal brain goes like yes soda. yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna need yeah. that yeah yeah but i mean you know on the on my own like on my own planning i had um you know i ran I ran fasted actually, okay, and from for a good part of it, yeah, probably the first twenty, um, probably the first twenty miles or so. I ran okay, fasted. so almost almost half of it, yeah. yeah. Um, and then because I, I do that normally, so I'm used to to operating fasted. I've yeah, been kind of pushing out my intermittent fast longer and longer. Okay, and um, I normally don't eat. I mean, I still haven't eaten, but it's still pretty early for me. But I usually don't eat till like anywhere three to five p.m. Okay, so for me to I didn't want. I know a lot of people like and stuff like that with fights and, and stuff. You, people like carb load and do yeah. all these things. Yeah. I I find that it puts me on like an insulin roller coaster and it, and it. it causes me to go up high and yeah. crash quick. I see. So I wanted to avoid it. I wanted to avoid that as much as possible. You didn't want like your performance to be affected, especially like that I, first start. Yeah, I didn't want yeah. to like think like, oh, I'm gonna eat a bunch of carbs and stuff like early morning, like yeah. right away. And it was like, yeah. first off, I don't do that, so I didn't want my body to yeah. like. Get, I didn't want to start changing up things yeah. like, and not know how that's going to react. Yeah. And I do know because I used to do that. And, okay. it, and it, it does. It makes me, I'll be, I'll be needing, if I eat first thing in the morning, I'm going to be needing to eat again within like four hours. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing is I try and push that, I try and push that out farther. But, um, so I had plans for my nutrition and the th- stuff I was drinking. Like mm-hmm. I, I ran fasted and then 
Um, actually, for the first, I didn't bring any water or anything with me for the first 11 or 13 miles because I knew that was my first main checkpoint. Yeah. And my first aid station where my crew could access. Yeah. And uh, that was where I was going to actually get some water because I usually do, I did a lot of runs in preparation up to 13 to 15 miles without any water or food or anything and I was fine. Okay. So I figured I'd do that and I'd run fast and then um, I brought, I have, ex- uh, I've been playing with ketogenic diet for a while and I'm okay. trying to get into ketosis. And I took it a lot more strictly a while back, but um, I figured I'd run fasted, and then I would take exogenous ketone supplements, which is okay. just like a powder that you put in your drink. Okay. So it just kind of boosts your ketone levels. It's just another form of energy besides like a sugar. You know, it's just either fats or, or sugars. Okay. And um, so I wanted to stay kind of ketogenic uh, for the first up to you know 25 plus miles of the race because mm-hmm. I knew if I started jumping on the carb train. Um, you know, I would go up quick and crash quick, so I wanted to yeah. push that out as far as possible. And, um, and I had actually read from different ultra runners that do play with their diets that you know, as soon as you start that that process, you got to realize that you're going to crash. You know, you're going to go up quick and you're going to crash quick, so it's like okay. you got to keep refueling at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to try and minimize any gut issues I was going to have or yeah. anything, because that's a common theme with people who run that kind of those kinds of distances. Uh-huh. Is, you know, and, and it's it's not fun to be, I mean, you know, it's you don't know when it's going to hit you. And yeah. it's like you may be four miles from a checkpoint or yeah. something and be like, oh, I got to oh, no, drop yeah. a hottie yeah. and yeah. there's nowhere to go because I'm in the middle of the wilderness. You yeah. know, so I was really care. I really thought like that would be something I really wanted to pay attention to is my what I was going to eat. And, but again, once I got to, uh, you know, 20 past 20 some miles, I was probably 25 or beyond. I just stopped caring as much yeah um i just gave what they handed me (laughs) just all right yeah it wasn't the the foods there weren't ideal they handled like like a bean quesadilla which i don't think i've ever eaten (laughs) a bean quesadilla yeah i didn't know what it was yeah sponsored by 7-eleven oh yeah Yeah. it's it's exactly right here's a hoppa here's some chips (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know just some excellent fuel yeah Yeah. i know it seems terrible but when you're there you're like i kind of just want to eat yeah or get whatever yeah. energy you need to in yeah. your body, but also when your body certainly like has gone through twenty five miles of running already. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did that and then um and then I my plan was is I was gonna just do the exogenous ketones for the one I was gonna refill my bottles just the one time and then after that I was gonna go with this uh this glucose supplement that it's like a it's an, it can makes it so you can kinda of avoid eating like the honey stinger waffles or the gels or the stuff that people eat on trails. Yeah, they usually have, yeah. Because um, I've never really eaten those and I didn't know what they were going to do to me. Yeah. So I didn't want to play <laughs> Don't want to test that out. Yeah. And <laughs> All I right. found a yeah. powder called uh, Tailwind Nutrition that okay. uh, Courtney DeWalter and some of these other ultra runners um, use on these runs. And um, it's really, it's been formed, it was actually formulated by a person who did the Leadville 100. Okay. Um, because they had all sorts of GI issues and they wanted to make something that was going to help them okay. kind of get through the run better with good energy but not having any gut issues. Okay. So I went and I, after the exogenous ketones, I switched over to that and then I stayed with that for the rest of the time. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, that and salt, I added, uh, I just added Celtic salt into each one of my powder mixes. Okay. And I kind of, I pre-separated them before the race. I, I measured them all out with the amount I would need per bottle. Mm-hmm. And so I added some salt, and then, you know, in the one, the first ones I had the exogenous ketones, and, and then beyond that, I started adding the salt and the uh, the tailwind nutrition. Um, and then, yeah, and then pretty much it was some of the stuff they handed me, you know, like the bean quesadilla, bean quesadilla. and some, some soda, and, yeah. and uh, I had uh, some Laura bars. 
I okay. like those because they're only like three or four ingredients, so it's not like you know you see some of these bars and stuff, some yeah. of these powders. Yeah, like, like what are what like, what am I consuming right here? Right, yeah. most of it you don't know how to pronounce or yeah. what it, what any clue it is. Where it's like these lower bars are kind of nice because there's like four or five ingredients and you know it's like nuts. You know, it's like cashews, <laughs> yeah, peanut butter, yeah. dates. You're like, okay, I, I know what all that is. I know, I know <laughs> what this stuff is. Okay, so. All right, so I guess so. How was the um, okay? So how long was was the whole like marathon? Yeah, yeah. It took me eight hours fifty nine minutes forty seconds. Okay, I finished just under nine hours. All right, um, which was my main. You know, my main goal was of course so never doing anything like this. Yeah, was just to finish. Yeah, and then my second goal was to try and I, I kind I based my um, based on the runs I'd done previously, which I hadn't done anything before the race. I hadn't done anything. 15 miles okay um, so I was just kind of taking that and I was kind of doing the math to figure out where you know where I might end up towards the end of this race so I was kind of setting setting some kind of time goal yeah and I figured 10 hours somewhere between 9 and 10 hours okay um, but based on my previous runs and uh, yeah so once I when I actually finished right under 9 I was I was really happy with that okay and I guess so like how well well I guess you're made aware of like what the distance is by like the rest stations right yeah but I guess like how I guess like when did I don't know like well so like what's like walk me through like what's your thought process of like when you start like from there like like well when you started like running like do you were you just like okay I'm just gotta get into a oh, zone just yeah. keep going or like what what are you thinking when you yeah when, begins? Um, when I first started man I was kind of like you know I was really kind of anxious at first because yeah. I had kind of pre-competition jitters like yeah. like it felt like I was going into a, you know I've had like five fights yeah over my 12 years training with you and, yeah um it felt just like that honestly okay. it was like yeah, I, I didn't like, all right it's about it. to start yeah <laughs> even though like you're not fighting yeah, anyway. I'm not fighting. And it's gonna, like, it's gonna last an hour yeah. but it yeah. kind of felt like you yeah. knock yourself out you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like what am i doing yeah I'm about to do this and in some sense yeah. it's far more punishing than a fight can be you know yeah it's well it's like far longer yeah. far far longer yeah. yeah way more suffering yeah and the only person doing it is you to yourself yeah, yeah. it's all you yeah. right 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 well in some sense that's kind of martial arts too right where it's yeah. like it's all it's all on you in yeah. some way like how it goes can yeah. really be put your the accountability can all really be put on you yeah but i guess so in some sense i like i feel like there's there's similar but of course you have an opponent who is yeah. you know yeah. His own ability to impose his will on you. But, uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean, but like in here, like all the external is only, I mean, there is this external, there's like the, the core, the trail, mm -hmm. but that's all imposed by you solely. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you're yeah. putting yourself in, into that position. So, yeah. It's like, whereas, you know, in a fight, it's like, well, if you, you know, if you, I don't know, put less effort, you're going to get, you know, the consequences like occur like right there. Like it's almost easier, I feel like in the situation where it's solely run by you to like oh i can just stop yeah at, yeah, the, yeah. at this point totally yeah, yeah. whereas a fight you can't you, yeah you're gonna, you, you can't just stop you can't just stop no yeah you're almost like pushed into that okay now it is a fight or flight kind of right thing. yeah you then know. that's where i'd say it's definitely yeah. different for sure yeah um yeah i mean but so i just kind of thought like before i actually couldn't sleep the night before i tried I yeah tried like, like feeling the jitter was it same jitters okay. same pre-competition yeah. jitters man it was like yeah. before my fights i've had the same problem like i I try and get to bed early. I try and get yeah. a good night's rest. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah. You know, it's like good yeah. luck because my mind is just going at a million miles an hour, and I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like meditate. I'm trying to do things to like calm me down, or read yeah. or whatever that normally would put me down. And yeah, I just couldn't shut my brain off. Yeah, and like, I your was, mind just keeps going on. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And I was laying there in bed, and you know, 
I don't think I ever slept. My, I, my suddenly my, my alarm went off. And I was like, oh God, yeah, right, here we go. Yeah, and yeah. it was four in the morning because I had to be at this race by five thirty. Oh damn! So get... it started like five thirty. Yeah. Yeah, you know I live in Bellevue and it's yeah. about an hour and a half drive. So, so yeah, it starts in Cleelum, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So about an hour fifteen twenty somewhere in there. So I, yeah. I left. Um, I left at like four, four fifteen. Got there at five thirty about, and had about you know. 30 minutes to kind of get everything figured out, which yeah. still didn't really feel like. That was partially probably why I was a little anxious because I still felt a little unprepared. unprepared. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like trying to figure out everything I needed to get sorted right before the race started and like trying, you know, get my my bib so they knew if I got my number and yeah. then drop off my drop bags to them. And there's like all the stuff you got to kind of get sorted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I was just. I was pretty much just clueless, man. <laughs> yeah, no you went in kind of dark and like from completely. this whole situation. Completely, okay. yeah, totally. I, I had no clue I was getting myself into really. You know, like yeah. I said, my longest run before that was 15 miles. Okay. The whole point of it for me was just put myself yeah into a punishing situation that I know I'm gonna want to give up. Yeah. And push through it anyway. Try try to persevere. I because I remember. Because yeah, we talked about it on uh, maybe like a month ago. Because mm-hmm. you just told me, "Yeah, man, I signed up for this." I'm yeah. Like, Why? Yeah. <laughs> and that was my first question. You're like, I don't yeah. know. I just decided to do it. I was like, "How prepared are you?" I'm like, "You're like not really, not really." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I was like, "Okay, yeah." So did you? Yeah. So did you just? I mean, were you just kind of inspired and like, all right, I'll look up ultra marathon near me? Yeah. And did you just happen to find like? this yeah. one yeah and yeah. then just signed up yeah. yeah i mean i had a time frame like i said you know i, I got it in my head you know yeah. listen to some of these people some of these podcasts yeah i um, got it in my head you know especially david goggins he really like i read his book and okay you know, i'd listened to him a bunch and i, I loved it yeah it really changed my mentality and yeah um especially on my perce- my perception of where i would where i have limits you know yeah. where, I, where i stop or where i want to you know it's like whatever it be like whether it be homework you know whether it be like mental challenges whether it be stretching whether it be physical challenges mm-hmm. it's uh trying to figure out these points where i'd normally say ah, oh, that's enough or, or uh that hurts or, yeah. or i'm gonna kind of rest now yeah and start to and, and really be honest with yourself about is that real like, yeah is this in real limit here yeah is this do i actually have to stop or is this just me wanting to be comfortable like this is the point where i'm willing to push and then you know following some of these people and this is really what got me into ultra marathoning was i had to be honest with myself and Mm -hmm. say you know you know i after kind of reflecting on it i realized all of my limits Mm -hmm. everyone i've ever set for myself they're all fake yeah like they're all just what's comfortable you know it's all what like with all like i said with stretching with with you know um, anything mental you Mm -hmm. know especially with like difficult homework projects or stuff like that yeah um or physical you know whether it be running or whether it be training lifting any of it where yeah. i started to question everything where i would normally stop i'd be like well, why can't i push further why can't i take this longer you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so that that really got me thinking about it and then i i uh after you know that kind of that kind of just planted a seed in my head that i mm-hmm. couldn't i couldn't get rid of yeah and um and then i started after you know after so long i started looking into this i you know i figured like well running is a good avenue to reach this and I've heard this from a lot of ultra marathoners is yeah. through running is just a way that you can push yourself physically yeah. but really mentally yeah. because the, your body's going to shut down and want to stop a long a long time ago yeah. it's what you tell yourself is whether you're going to keep going or not yeah. you know, is whether or not you're going to try and take that break or stop and I thought about this all the time through the race as well um, but uh, uh, 
yeah, it, it after, so so I've, I've got it planted in my head, and then I, I, I basically, I started training for, for this, and I started trying to put in, I knew I was going to have to put in a lot of miles, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to put in anywhere from like 50 to 75 miles a week. Okay. Total. Total, yeah. Um, with, you know, longer distance run, at least half marathons, at least twice, two, three times a week. Okay. Um, and um, so I tried, and then I figured, okay, I need at least, kind of thought of like a fight, like eight weeks out. Yeah. You know, so I would kind of put uh, at least, I tried to put two months to three months ahead of me of just running a lot. Okay. Just trying to get a ton, mostly to, because my, through fighting and whatnot and training and going to the gym, my, I feel like my cardio is good enough. Yeah. Like, and with running, it's not so demanding in that realm yeah that it's like once you once it's not so hard i think to get to a point where you can just go forever with running okay it's with your cardio with your lungs yeah but your legs and your feet you know your whole lower body what's what's really going to give out yeah so i figured you know i just knew i had to put in tons and tons of miles um just to get my feet and my lower body used to yeah just conditioned to that sense yeah yeah Yeah, get it stronger so i was trying to do a lot of lower body exercises at the gym i was trying to um, you know, run a whole bunch, and so I, I did that for two, three months, and then, um, and then ahead of it, I started to, I basically set it out like, well, okay, I wanna, I wanted to run a marathon first, yeah, but I never did, and then, <laughs> just ultra, here we go, yeah, 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 yeah. so that was the other thing, yeah. this was my first race ever, it was, yeah, uh, it was a fifty mile ultra, but yeah. my my plan was to run a marathon and yeah. learn from the marathon what yeah. I need in the fifty, yeah, which I think you know way smarter than what I ended up doing yeah but um I just never got around to it because I was okay. like trying to schedule the marathon I wanted to get it all done before summer before summer ended before summer ended okay and um so I was going to try and schedule this marathon and then schedule this ultra right at the end of summer and okay so I was looking for ultras kind of in this time slot yeah before I started school again yeah and um the closest one I found was this one, so I, I once I signed up for it, I said, okay, you know, there it is. Like okay. now you gotta yeah, now you have a date, and now you have to just go to it. Mm-hmm. From there. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much how it all kind of played out. Um, but yeah, it was it's crazy experience, man. Yeah, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life by by far, you know, as far as challenges go. Nice. I guess yeah. So I think well, I think that mental thing like that that you're mentioning was the um, yeah it, yeah it's definitely like one 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 of the biggest things from there. Hell, oh, happy birthday, Cody! As Cody wa- wa- walks in here. Happy birthday, but Cody. um yeah no. I th- I, Good. <laughs> oh, he's feeling great. You know, after you know, fifty yeah. miles, Cody. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Is day. Uh, not sure we get to this, but it's funny how we bring it up because. Yeah. I thought I was going to be, I mean, I was, like, I was destroyed yeah. afterwards. Like, yeah. Uh, I, After nine hours of running, nearly. Yeah. 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 I might do it. I was yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Saturday I ran, and then, you know, I finished, started at 6 a.m. and then finished by 3 p.m., basically, just mm-hmm. before 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was interesting because immediately afterwards, just like a fight, yeah. you know, especially like what I, especially my, my fights in Thailand where I was fighting yeah. bear, bear shin. Yeah. I, you know, you don't feel anything in the fight. Until the adrenaline wears off. Yeah. yeah. And then you walk out of the ring. And I, I remember specifically every time with those fights out there that I, as soon as I walked out of the ring, as soon as I hit that first step out of the ropes, yeah. all of a sudden my adrenaline was gone and all the pain flooded and suddenly I could barely walk. Yeah. And that same thing happened after this run where I was good and then, and then at least in the last four miles or so I was fine. Yeah. You know, just pushing through it. Yeah. And then 
immediately afterwards, like, suddenly I just can't even walk. Like, I'm, like, getting help moving around, you yeah. know, or it's, like, it's kind of crazy how your body can get pushed to those limits. Yeah. And then push farther. And then yeah. push farther and push farther. And that's kind of, that's really what I wanted from it was yeah. to see that. Yeah. To, to experience that. Because it's one thing to think about it. It's another thing to put your body through that exactly. process. Well, yeah, the same like, thing with, like, yeah. reading and, you know, listening yeah. to those podcasts. I was mentioning yeah. it was, like, it's yeah. one thing to learn about. Yeah. It's one thing to hear it. You know, like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. But it's a whole other thing to actually push your body into that. Yeah, yeah. Putting that action into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying well, like, to conceive what my body would feel like after 50 miles is even hard. Yeah. Like, I've done 17 before. That's the longest run I've ever had. But afterwards, I was destroyed yeah i remember like the last two miles i was still like this sucks yeah 50 oh, well i'll tell you this i'm not even halfway not yeah. even close i'll tell you this my body was pretty much i hit my first wall around 15 miles around 15 miles so i okay. think i think this is the i think it's actually a really good point to talk about because yeah this is i think this is the thing that i wanted from it is that yeah your body will want to shut off at some point like it's yeah. gonna give up but yeah. then you don't realize that you have so many more reserves beyond that. It's yeah. just gonna suck. Yeah. Right. So it's like I'm. I got to 15, and I was like, Yeah, and that's less st- than a third of the way there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So I once I hit 15, my body was starting to shut down already. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, this is bad. Like I got 35 miles to go. Yeah. And I'm, you know, my body's already like screaming at me. Yeah. But what was interesting is, you know, I, I hit a, around 50, somewhere between 15 and 25 miles, I hit a second wind. Okay. Just. Like the adrenaline flooded, I don't know, endorphins or something. Like yeah. my, I, your body just goes, okay. I guess we're still going. I guess yeah. we gotta keep doing this. Right. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. That's how it felt like anywhere. Yeah. It was like my, it was, my body was screaming at me to shut off. You know, to, to be done. Just yeah. shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. And, and and even though, and then you know, ten miles beyond, it's like, well, God, I guess it's gonna keep going. So we better <laughs> figure this out. So it's yeah. like it seems like your body understands that, and then yeah. it's gonna help you through it. But you yeah. have to. It's that point between those points yeah. where you have to push through. It's like that sticking point where you have to, okay, you just got to keep going. Yeah, because that. I think yeah. that's the point where most people give up and they think yeah. that's their limit. They, that's the, the glass ceiling they've set for themselves. But that's yeah. what I was mentioning earlier is I think yeah. it's just not real. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you realize that when you, and that was what's cool about this run is that, or at least these types of challenges is that if you keep pushing, you start to discover parts of yourself that you don't know exist. Maybe. Yeah. Whereas, like, I wish I had this when I first started fighting. Yeah. If I had this when I first started fighting, I'd probably be, I, I probably feel like I'd be a champion or something, at least yeah. in a local division, because yeah. Yeah. if and nothing that, else, mentally, I'd be so strong that I could push way beyond barriers that most people would want to be done, yeah. if not just through training. I know, yeah, just having that mentality. Well, I think, well, let's, I think that's a good point. Let's, like, go back to that. So, like, what, um, I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, like, we've, you know, we've known each other, like, for years, but, okay, what yeah. made you want to get into this fighting thing? <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Probably all the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. Well, hey, yeah. I don't make it tough. Problem. Same for me. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was insecure when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I was small. I was never really athletic. You know, I played yeah. basketball and stuff. Yeah. I was, you know, I was pretty good at that. But talking like, about my life right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about these three, yeah. three yeah. guys under six feet tall in the yeah, garage. Yeah. Well, yeah. So good. yeah. Yeah. You know, I was small. Yeah. I got picked on a lot. I got yeah. bullied. Um, are those the wrong reasons? Or are those the right reasons? <laughs> Right, maybe, yeah, maybe right. the right ones. Yeah, uh, maybe the right ones. Well, yeah. you know, for me, it was like I had a sense of anger, and I wanted yeah. to feel confident, and yeah. I wanted to be able to protect myself, and yeah. I wanted. I mean, I guess I had a lot of aggression I needed to get out too. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's an. I guess what's interesting about my martial arts career was that 
what got me into it is not even remotely what kept me what in. kept you in yeah no yeah and, and like when i think about why i do it now i i don't think about anything that got me into it in the first place yeah because that is it was just such a facade yeah like, that i made up in my head no exactly but i think that shows it's like a metamorphosis like from there of mm-hmm. like what like what actually kept, kept you in it because yeah. you know because i can definitely relate to that like i was it was definitely like a, a lot a lot of anger like yeah. and like in me uh, as a young person like mm-hmm. going going in i mean I, I went into it like looking to fight an australian person right at the at a gym so it's like yeah talk about wrong reasons <laughs> yeah but uh um yeah but it's interesting you know like how now see this is always like think about the juxtaposition that we're in now could you imagine if we met ourselves what 12 years ago when 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 we started yeah. like how different like oh that's gonna be me they're like there's no way i don't even recognize that oh yeah right i'm no. unrecognized i'll be unrecognizable to like oh we both I, are yeah completely like from there i mean yeah. we were scared little boys basically yeah. you know yeah. like confused and Confu- yeah. pretended we knew we were oh we're tough it. we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, do this yeah. thing yeah. yeah sebastian junger in his book uh tribe he talks about this a lot yeah and how um lots of years ago there's always like an avenue for young men to uh sort of express like courage mm-hmm. and strength and um and all these like and bravery and all these characteristics that boys and men have always needed to kind of express yeah. right like like coming like, of age rituals yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. to passage and yeah. things of that nature and then yeah. now you in today's world it's like okay you have you have sports you have gangs or you have the military like yeah. those are usually you pick one of those paths yeah. yeah but in all of those you you get to do the exact same things you get to have like uh some sort of dependency on other people for survival and you need to like come together and uh collective group for a greater good yeah and, and then you can still be brave and strong and, and all I agree. those things i agree i think i wish i start i mean i think we all do yeah I wish everyone we, wishes they started wish earlier we started yeah when we were kids man. yeah you yeah because it's like i don't i wouldn't have had half the problems i had in, yeah. when i first started that made me want to yeah. do it in the first place yeah and, you know i mean on that on that same token though if you had like I think you know because always I think about that too. But I think okay, if I had started earlier, would I would I have been in the same position to stay with it? Like if I didn't yeah, have the problems that I had now, I know that's the thing because I feel it's a very it's like all your decisions are kind of based, you know, it's like all tightly based. It's like you know that, <laughs> you know how 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 the decision tree like kind of waves mm-hmm. like from there. It's like because you know let's say you were confident like about yourself, like would you ever put yourself in the p- position? you know of fighting right because like i think it's almost like because as i talk to like plenty of people like or playing martial artists it all kind of shares amongst that kind of insecurity mm-hmm. right it's like it's something that you try, it's like a hole in your life you're trying to fill and if you don't didn't have that hole to begin with then why would you try to filling or why would you try to fill it in that kind of sense from yeah. there yeah it's like a very similar thing in uh stand-up comedy actually it's like everyone that or pretty much all the comedians i know they think uh, it's it really comes from a place of insecurity where they think that they're not funny or they think that right. they don't deserve attention yeah like from there and it, and it's funny well it's especially funny because they are uh they're incredibly charismatic in that kind of sense and right. are able to like wave these words but they look at themselves like from there it's almost like a like you know not body dysmorphia but it's like situations just thinking the same thing like how like the most beautiful people are always the most insecure like i'm so So fat yeah yeah you're like what the fuck are you looking at but (laughs) that's how they see themselves totally from there right yeah that's yeah yeah, it's interesting um yeah i mean yeah i don't know what would have happened if i had started i mean i mean i probably i probably wouldn't still be i don't know 
I, I mean, it's, I mean. it's hard to tell, but I think, well, another caveat is, like, people always think about, like, small things they can change, like, in the past that would make a huge difference. Oh, and, yeah. like, why, why don't they just do that right now? And I think, I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, you can only move forward. I feel like a lot of people get caught up living in the past, and then that's because they're, you know, it's, it's easy to look back when, in reality, like, the most important thing is not necessarily even going forward. It's, like, what's in, like, what do you have right now? A lot of people don't utilize that time. I got a sense, right? Yeah, well, I feel like most people are either in the past and, you know, in the future. Yeah. Hard to, you know, that's why, I think that's why mindfulness has gotten to be such a yeah. bigger thing in the West is, like, so many of us are just well, here or there, but not really. But it's so, I think it's just a, you know, it's a product of being, having all the stimulus. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it's so readily available, right? It is, man. Like, I've yeah. had to back off from it recently. Like, I stopped, I started to turn off my, uh, to turn off my TV more often and just yeah. light a fire and I got a fire I have a fireplace in my, okay. in my basement like and, like Manny's just be committing totally, arson totally, <laughs> just totally. like yeah just because you know? I need you know yeah. it's like what well, yeah. and I just going just sitting around it. <laughs> <laughs> he's burning Fahrenheit 450 don't need any of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, but yeah, I've had to back away because I've, I realized it myself. Like I'm, just, I look at my phone too damn often. Like I want to, I'll sit down and I'll sit on a couch and yeah. and, and I'll watch TV. And it's like yeah. just because I realize it's like it's comforting or it's it's easy to distract yourself from yeah. the real problems or the real challenges, yeah. or the real tasks that are. Yeah. Um, it's procrastination, really. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. and I realize like a lot of I, have, I wrote this. I don't know. I'll probably butcher it, but I wrote this little thing on my computer, a little a note that um, to remind myself that you know. Yeah. Um, being busy, in some sense, is just a way to being uh, busy is is a way of is a lazy form of thinking. Like, uh, or it's a, yeah. it's is is its own form of laziness. It's a lazy form of thinking and yeah. and indiscriminate action. Yeah. And that you're just being busy to be busy, but you're not yeah. really like it. It takes you away from the important the tasks that actually are the most important. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I kind of got from, I don't know if that made sense, but that's one of the things that I kind of got <laughs> yeah. from the run as well yeah. is that, um, I lost my train of thought. Is it, is it just like a case of focus? I think, cause I you know when you say that, I always, it always comes up like the people that say they want to do something, but they, Oh, I just don't have enough time for it. I'm like, is it that you don't have enough time or is it that it's just not important enough for you? To yeah. make it to make it a priority. I think for me, like here. the most, the, what I've realized in myself, and this has become like this is what I was trying to say. My north, okay. my north star, like I've I've realized this through the runs and through listening to some of these people. Yeah. That like the things, if you ever want to know what you need to do, yeah, any given day, yeah, it's the thing you want to do the least. Ah. Because you're, it's usually like for me, it's the hardest thing. It's the yeah. hardest thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. the thing that goes from check from to-do list to to-do list to to-do list that never gets done yeah because because the procrastination yeah right you procrastinate and it's easier to stay busy with these easier tasks like yeah. i could just clean my room yeah. i could take care of Put this i could yeah. you know do the dishes that's yeah. easy it doesn't take a whole lot of effort yeah but it's like meanwhile this this other bigger project that's yeah. been sitting on my to-do list for months and months yeah. and months it's like had i been chipping it away at it yeah. a little bits at a time yeah and breaking it down into smaller pieces yeah then maybe i would be done with it by now but instead i look at it as this massive project yeah whereas like i can't i see it like in some sense that like like a if i'm gonna do dishes i'm gonna yeah. do dishes i'm gonna get them done right then yeah whereas like, i'm gonna take on these big projects in my head got it and it's like this may take weeks or months to yeah. get done and it's gonna take a whole lot of effort it's gonna yeah. challenge you it's gonna make you what it really comes down to is it makes you uncomfortable 
Yeah. It's because it's it's either unusual or it's out yeah. of your you know your comfort zone or yeah. it's out of your normal realm of thinking. Yeah. And for so for me, I've noticed that in like every single thing I avoid, it's all the stuff I should be doing the most. Yeah. Like even like right now, I'm at a point where like I don't want to go to the gym any day. Yeah. But I go every day yeah. because I because it's the thing I want to do almost the least. You yeah. Know? And it's, so I've I've kind of switched my mentality in, in some of these modes of thinking in that like if I ever you know you're sitting around like wondering what should I be doing like what, you know, what, am, I, yeah. wait, <laughs> what am I doing yeah what yeah. am I doing in my life was yeah, like, right. well, think of for me anyway it's been think of what what is the thing you want to do the least yeah or what are those things you want to do least and yeah. a lot of times if you try and take those things on a broad scale of all the things you want to be doing or your goals or whatever and yeah try and lay them out you know in most importance yeah i found that those things end up at the top of the list oh no for sure i definitely agree with that i think it's just the the underlying thing is like a state of discomfort yeah. like from there because a lot of people because like you alluded to earlier it's so easy for people to be comfortable and it then is. that's that's why i say to myself too like what am i doing like what what am i doing in my life that's making me uncomfortable because that's where the you know that's what people say it's like growth occurs outside your comfort zone yeah it has to. that's the thing it has to yeah because if it's you gotta, you have to enforce, or you have to enforce like stimulus on something, or else it'll never grow. Right. If you just let it, like, if you just let it be, it'll just wither and die, just how it is. And it doesn't have to adapt. That's the paradox. Yeah. Is yeah. That, and I think that's part of the issue of like modern living is that it's, we come from the wilderness. We come from yeah. harsh shit, you know, where it's like we're trying to get food, we're trying to survive, we're trying to deal with the elements. Yeah. We're, now we live in these comfortable houses and they're yeah. heated or they're cooled and we have refrigerators and we have cabinets full of yeah. food and yeah. and where's like really we have for the most part most of us yeah. have most of what we need you yeah know, really yeah so you know and but then yet we, more people are more unhappy than ever yeah, yeah. but we yeah. seek i think inherently as a species we seek comfort because we come from discomfort because yeah. everything we used to survive in was horrible yeah you know and now we live in these we're we live surrounded by comfort. So yeah. in some sense in the modern world, to me, comfort's a trap. Yeah. Where it's like if you if yeah. you try if you try and focus it's and it's it's such a paradox to me because like who doesn't want to be comfortable? Yeah. Right? It's nice, that's why we have nice comfortable couches and chairs yeah. and yeah. beds and stuff and all these things. It's like we try and you know, we, and we that's why we stock our, our, our fridge and that's why we stock yeah. our cabin. That's why we have a night you know, a bigger house, more space for more room to get, you know, to move around or whatever. Yeah. Like whatever it may be. But in some sense, that is really limiting you by yeah. being focused on it at all. Like, it's yeah. good to be comfortable, but I have, like, really shifted my mind in that I have to earn my comfort. Mm-hmm. I don't just sit on a couch, like, yeah. just because... I can't. Like, I... Like, I, you, when I was a kid, I used to totally be able to sit around, play video games, eat ice cream, whatever, mm-hmm. and be fine with my day and not think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I do that, I'll get... I'll probably get so depressed, I want to kill myself by the end of the day because I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a piece of shit. Whereas, like, yeah. realistically, I just, just enjoy the rest day. But I, I don't even know how to rest anymore when I now that I think like this. Mm-hmm. Because... Which kind of sucks also, but um, I think this... Kind of working out this balance because I've swung... My yeah. pendulum has swung yeah, the total all, opposite all the way. way. Yeah, on the other so, side. Yeah. yeah. But oh, yeah. It, I like it because yeah. even though I'm not... I'm not comfortable being comfortable anymore. Yeah. I'm be- learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And so for me, like, I'm used to being comfortable. It's easy to be yeah. comfortable. And yeah. I-, I need to be mentally okay with getting uncomfortable so yeah. I can find that balance in the middle somewhere where it's you can push yourself 
And I think that's the, the goal for me is to you push yourself as hard as you can. So at the end of the day, you know, you want to go hang out with your friends or you want to, you know, you want to sit around the couch and watch some TV or whatever it is. You yeah. want to relax. It's yeah. okay. You yeah. earn that. Er- earning that comfort. Yeah. I think, I, I think, I think that's a very important thing because it's so easy just to, yeah, to not push yourself in it that is. sense. It's like, cause that's that, that's the normal, it you know, is. we live in such a safe, especially like in this, it's a very safe society. There's like there's like really no extraneous things that's gonna be c- coming at you, especially you know? where we live, man. Oh we yeah, live in such a bubble yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. And this, oh this yeah, areas. It's like not even real. It's so no, safe. No. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. it's uh, it's almost like bad for the human psyche the way that people live nowadays. You know, yeah. if you think With about it, technology has expedited us way beyond evolution can ever keep up with. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're if you don't have water for a while, your body's like, holy shit, let's start holding on to water. You know, let's you know, get anti-diuretic hormones, let's mm-hmm. spread that through the bias, hold on to all that's like all these survival instincts mm-hmm. that we don't need anymore. Yeah. You know, us. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're an outdated piece of technology. Yeah. yeah. That, and, that's uh, what our human body is. Yeah. yeah, and then, I mean, on top of that, it kind of like brings everything full circle in the sense that like, okay, people like looking at the past or the future because they're comfortable being able to think about those things because they don't have to think about the here and now and the things that they should be doing yeah. and the uncomfortable things that they need to do, right? Like, oh, I should go yeah. to the gym right now. But yeah. if I just think back to like, yeah, yeah high school football yeah. days, yeah. And yeah. I was then. I know, well, yeah. yeah, people didn't have that yeah. problem 100 years ago or like people that are like farmers. Yeah, you know, if they think far- about that, they're too busy. then they're going to starve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 got to worry about starving or yeah. getting yeah. killed by uh, yeah. it. You can't be like, last year's crop was so good. Oh, man, that great crop. Remember that? Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh that's, shit! That's yeah. something I learned from Goggins too. Is yeah. there's no finish line. Yeah. Like well, now that I'm done with the fifty, it's a hundred. Yeah. And maybe when I'm done with the hundred, maybe it'll be another hundred. Maybe it'll be two hundred. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I, you know, there's it's or with fighting or any of it. Like yeah. you can't just be like I did it. I got. You know, I did. I, yeah. I, I got that's my, it. I, I did it. I'm done. Yeah. Right. And I think that yeah. mentality is what ruins a lot of people. Like a lot yeah. of fi- like fighting is a good example of this yeah. because. What happens to tons of champions? Yeah. They get there, yeah. and and then they fall off quickly. Yeah, and I think the reason is that is they 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 change their attitude, they yeah. change their mindset because they think they made it. Somewhere. Yeah, because they think they yeah, because it's like they looked at a champion or as being a champion, like yeah, right, that's I'm it, and champion. they're like, oh, what am I doing now? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a champion. Yeah, I can yeah. chill. Yeah, yeah. they're like, no, dude. Now yeah. you have to work twice as hard because there's people gunning, gunning for, you. for you. Yeah, you know, it's like, and I think that's where. I think that's the mindset that's missing in a lot of yeah. people or maybe even a lot of athletes that can yeah. help them push way beyond where they're they've mm-hmm. and this is for me this is why yeah. i become so obsessed with limits is like yeah uh, you know it's like i think most people where they are is just it's just where they're comfortable being oh yeah like, definitely yeah you know what i mean yes but um yeah no especially yeah especially in that fighting aspect but um oh yeah we're talking about how you know how you started i guess so let's talk about like what what kept you in it the race? Like, yeah, no, no, no. What, what kept, well, we're talking about the race, but yeah. I mean, like, what kept you into fighting, oh. like, from there? Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, the camaraderie, you know, yeah. obviously we've got yeah. you know, a good like group of about. people. We're yeah. all working on yeah. becoming better people. Um, you know, and that's, I guess, and that's kind of where the mentality shifted for me a little bit is like, I realized through martial arts that I'm not, I'm not learning to fight. I'm learning to control my body. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to yeah. control my movements. I'm yeah. trying to master. Like I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, I wanted to learn to fight to beat people up, or to yeah. like, or to be able to defend myself or my girlfriend or my friends. Yeah, I wanted to be strong in that sense. Yeah, but 
I didn't think about it like I'm this is a vessel for mastering your movements for mastering your body mm-hmm. which you know it's like you could do that through dance you could do that through probably all sorts of different yeah. you know yeah, there's a lot of venues to do that, but I mean, this is the one that we've chosen. Yeah, yeah, to, to express like your physical creativity, and sense. it requires your whole yeah. body, right? Yeah. It could be from you know your feet to your hands, you know, all the way all the way up and down. Whereas yeah. you this have is, to master everything. Yeah, you and know this is I mean? the one that you chose. Like, it's almost like the mindset of I just instead of I want to be a world champion, instead I have like more intrinsic motivation. Like, uh, I want to be. I want to reach my full potential. Yes. I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. And then all everything that comes along that road is just a byproduct of trying to reach that goal, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's like the by the healthy mindset to becoming the best you can be and not, yeah. not being complacent, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. through mastering, mass trying to master your body, what I realized in the same sense with the run is that you're really mastering your mind because you have to you have to control your mind to control your body. And it's like they, they, I think the, I think even myself like just now, I people make the mistake of constantly trying to separate the two, and I don't think they're different. Uh-huh. You know, you, I think, you think it's like one thing. I think your yeah. body, your mind, yeah. I think yeah. they're, in, I think they're, you know, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. You know, I think they're definitely like they, and we know this. Like what what you know, what your mind does can completely affect your body, and what yeah. your body does can completely affect your mind. Yeah. You know, if you got a shitty flabby unathletic or whatever type body that you don't you're not happy with you look yourself in the mirror you're like i'm not if you're really honest with yourself yeah yeah you to barry yeah keep going right. <laughs> i didn't say it but that was you, me pocholo cruz talking about tim barry <laughs> but yeah i mean i think yeah i just think i think it's a way i think especially through martial arts it's a really good way to master master your body through and and all at the same time mastering your mind even if it doesn't seem that that's what's happening and that's why i think like it's shifted my my mentality of why what i from where i went to why i'm staying yeah to me it's just a matter of you're constantly working on getting your your brain sharper and yeah. your body stronger yeah. and more resilient yeah and like sharpening your will and that kind of right sense. and yeah. through that that applies we both as we all know that yeah. applies to everything in life oh yeah and that's why I th- for, for me that's why i stay yes yeah. and you know so obviously the camaraderie is great it's nice to come and see same, the same faces it's nice to be around groups of people that are also trying yeah to do the working. same thing yeah. we're all there for the same yeah you know i guess if you t- if i talked to myself 12 years ago i wasn't there for the same reason that i'm there now but <laughs> yeah but for the most part like yeah. even if we don't know it we're there yeah. for the same reasons yeah you know i think matt matt does a good job of yeah, it did a good job explaining that to me a long time ago as well. Is that you know we're all here to better ourselves. Yeah, and that's really what we're doing here. Yeah, it's it's not about fighting. It's not about learning to punch right or kick yeah. right or have the right footwork. Whatever it's about, it's you're getting you're becoming a better person. You're becoming a more resilient person. You're yeah. becoming a more understanding person. You know because at least nothing else you're understanding yourself and other people's bodies and minds more. You know, it's like, and what's more intimate than punching each other in the face? Like, you know, it's yeah. like, it seems not, but yeah. it really oh, is. No, like, yeah. like, who, who are your best friends? Bonds, yeah. 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 Like, some of your best friends are some of the people we, yeah. we fought with. Yeah. You know, it's like, e- like, even not in fighting and just like some of yeah. you had the worst fights with, like, yeah. like some of my best friends I can think of yeah. that, are, you know, that aren't fighters, just some yeah. of my best friends and some of the people I've had the worst arguments with. Yeah. But because of it, we reveal things about each yeah. other and we learn something about each other. As yeah. long as we can get through that, we're 
way better because of it. Yeah. And it's like, and we know this after fights, like, well, you know, they're always hugging, kissing, you know, it's like, yeah. I love you, man, let's get a drink or whatever. It's like, yeah. you have some, you gain some connection with that. Yeah. And you have a whole lot of respect for someone who's willing to push themselves to that point and to challenge you in that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, because it's a, yeah, because it's, well, one, talking about the fight, it's like, it's an emotional connection and a physical connection to something that's, that's, you know, that's inherently traumatic, and that's what, yeah. and, and that's what causes that, well, you know, it could be a, yeah, it could be a catalyst for growth, or it could be a catalyst for separation, and yeah. it just depends on, like, on, on what you use that for, like, from there. Well, it's like, uh, even when I moved out here, I was a little worried, like, God, am I gonna find, like, some people I'm gonna be find like-minded individuals now they're all assholes around yeah (laughs) but i mean like that was the dumbest question myself in the world because it's like okay you go into a gym you find people that are going after the same goals as you you're obviously going to have like very similar characteristics in in a mindset right like i know that i might not align with somebody's you know political beliefs or whatever. Scott McDonald. But anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, what I know about yeah. Scott McDonald is yeah. like, shit, he's, he's going to be tough. He's yeah. uh, going to have a work ethic. You know, he's yeah. going to be disciplined in some extent and all these different things. Yeah. <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> Scott McDonald, but it's okay. He said he's letting himself yeah. go right now. Yeah. I never knew Scott when he's skinny, man. <laughs> that, no, that's the thing. I was like, all you guys that have never seen Scott, or that know Scott now, that Scott used yeah. to be a murderer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, like, you, you can tell stud. though. Scott I mean, still is a stud. Yeah, yeah, no, but just, yeah, know. Scott right now is like the Majin Boo of himself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I was like, oh man, you didn't even see him when he was skinny Boo. Man, oh, he was, yeah. Nice. He was, I mean, he'll fuck you up right now, but I spar with him recently. Yeah. He's still landing all sorts of shit on me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. He may be yeah. bigger, but he can move. Man. Yeah, maybe eating a lot of chocolate and yeah. pizza but you, know, yeah. you gotta focus yeah. on other things but it, yeah. it's like it's like the things that you value so much like your core values you yeah. find that in everybody else so easily and so that's the easiest way to make a connection with someone you know you, know, you mentioned something earlier I want to touch on too that like you know maybe our political beliefs or whatever or religious beliefs or whatever aren't the same but we're all working on the same thing and I think that's been a really nice part of martial arts for me too is that like Uniting you can break down struggle. barriers, man. Yeah. It's like you can forget the politics, forget all the bullshit, and just remember that we're humans first and foremost. Yep. It's like we can all have our beliefs. We're all t- entitled to that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make us wrong. You know, it's like, I mean, it doesn't mean we have to, like, it doesn't mean we can't be around each other. It's yeah. like, but it's, so I think martial arts is a, is a good gateway for people to even, like, bring, be more communal. Yeah. In yeah. the sense that, like, a, a lot of us probably wouldn't hang out on our own just oh definitely you know what i mean especially now with you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but well, you know, well, you know yeah. what i mean yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah but like like richardson to me yeah. is a good example like yeah. he's a cop he's super yeah. conservative he loves trump yeah. that's fine yeah like i don't yeah and you know i think a lot of what he says is crazy but i, yeah. I love the guy to death man. yeah you know I and know, yeah where else would your paths have crossed right in yeah. that, and that kind right. of stuff and yeah. i respect and i wouldn't take it back because yeah. it's helped me understand him better and i hope yeah. It's helped him understand people like me better. Yeah, no, but it's just like you know how a fight's like a physical debate, right? Because it's like that—that's that, yeah. how—that's how, well, you got to poke holes at, you know, at, you know, at, at people to see like what they actually have, and that's the same thing in like, in a spoken debate. I feel like what happens a lot of people when they speak or when they like communicate, it's not really to further their own knowledge it's just to solidify their own opinion totally, in, yeah. in that kind of sense validate like, their own opinion yeah, yeah. feel better about yeah. it I mean that's why I feel like the, you know 
Yeah. I don't want to get into political debate, but I guess yeah. how I feel like the current you know state of things is, is like people yeah. just want to shit on each other. Yeah. To shit on each other and say they did it or yeah. get some social brownie no, points. Yeah, or, get social brownie points. You know, make them, it's, it's mainly narcissistic. It's to get I themselves so, feeling man. better. Everybody and wants so. to highlight differences and not commonalities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. really separate. Yeah. Really yeah. frustrating yeah. to me is like. And what's the point of that too? You know, yeah. of like of of doing that. It's just like. It's very, it's a very selfish desire. I mean, we talked about this when I was talking, when we were talking to Cody, or when Scott and I were talking to Cody on his podcast. But yeah, I feel like a lot of people that you know get into those like kind of engagements that have nothing really enjoy. They don't, they're not enjoying their life, and that's why mm-hmm. they have to like I have to seek out someone else Conflict. and make their day yeah. worse. You know, from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I admit it, man. Like I used to, I actually had to back almost completely off of social media because yeah. I got, I was part of the civil rights group. Yeah. Um, actually, the, the, the way, reason kind of Scott got into a lot of this stuff is because of me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take full credit, but yeah. like, I it was him. all because of yeah, me. all because of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's <laughs> and that's how, just, Scott, that's when Scott's life went down. Just remember yeah. that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Scott's like, eating was, the pizza right now. Fuck. <laughs> 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 how dare you? Yeah, no, so, I mean, I was part of this civil rights group for my school. I got accepted. I was. I had this political science class, and I guess I'll we'll skip through a lot of this, but, like, I, yeah. I got accepted into this, this group you had to apply for, and I got yeah. I joined this civil rights group, and I got Scott into it. Yeah. And, um, I, and he ended up actually, uh, even though he wasn't in the same schools that were, because it was, like, Utah State University and UW and yeah. Bellevue College, and he wasn't, he was, um, I don't know, he said some other place, but he, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't in this program at all, but I, I just yeah. brought him to one of these events and introduced him to the yeah. people running it. Yeah. He ended up and that's how the seed started. That's yeah. how the yeah. yeah. But, um, God, what the hell were we talking about before that? Oh, we were talking about, you know, just meeting people that you wouldn't have met before. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And also, well, we're, I mean, we get talking about a lot of different subjects, but yeah, let's go, let's go back to, you know, fighting. I guess, like, when did, um... Well, I guess let's talk about you know your your journey into Thailand. Let's talk about oh, that, yeah. right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's it's a it's a whole big thing. But okay, how did so? I guess like what was, what prompted that? Uh, yeah. Well, so when I first started martial arts, I was doing everything. If you remember, right? Yes. You know, we all did everything. Yeah. And it was uh, kind of frustrating because I I didn't have any like wrestling or any any real martial arts background. So yeah. I was trying to figure out like. You know, I was trying, well, we didn't do jujitsu back then. We did pancreation, but yeah. you know, we uh, I was trying to figure out submission wrestling. I was trying yeah. to figure out wrestling. I was trying to figure out boxing and kickboxing yeah. all at once. Yeah, and it was like to me, it was like this is way too much. Yeah, and I felt like I was gonna be mediocre at all of it. Yeah, so I talked to you know Trevor back then and Matt yeah. and Briggs and some of the you know, Karos and some of these guys. And I asked him, I was like, you know, what, what do you think about reverting back and just doing like one thing like wrestling or boxing or something and then yeah. and then getting good after a few years and then kind of moving on and then yeah. move, moving on to the next one yeah. you know progressing in this way and then bringing it all back together and they, yeah. all, they all unanimously said it's a great idea yeah like and Carol even said he's like he wish he did do it that way yeah um, where and that stuck in my head so I was like okay well if they're all all these people I look yeah. up to in this community are saying that's what you should yeah. do and like, this is what I'm gonna do yeah. so I went back and that's where I got into boxing Mm-hmm. And I stopped doing everything, and all I did was box for yeah. uh, what three years or so. Yeah. And then um, after I had a few fights here, I got you know um, I felt good about where I was with boxing, good enough to where I felt like I could move on. Yeah. And I wanted to keep progressing, get kind of get everything back in the fold. Um, and then I decided I just was kind of at that point I was in this big like social upheaval. I was kind of sick of America. I was sick of it. I was in this like. Yeah 
young 20s, like, fuck everything type of mentality. Like, I wasn't happy with any of it. So yeah. I was like, I wanted to get out of the country. You know, I was complaining about a lot of shit. Yeah. So I was just, uh, I wanted something different. So I figured, well, I was into martial arts. Like, you know, I want to get out of the country. I was like, so I was like, I was thinking, go to Brazil and train jiu-jitsu or go to, like, Thailand and, yeah. and train Muay Thai. Yeah, get Bangkok ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I chose Thai. I mean, long story short, I chose Thailand. Yeah. And, um, it was just something that was like, kind of like the run, man. It started off as like a seed in my head and then, and then, you know, I started saving money. I started, I started talking to people about it and yeah. you know, I'm sure most of them never thought I was like, man, nah. at that time I was pretty much the only one of my friends to do Well, I was. I was like pretty much the only one of my friends to do any type of traveling, like especially alone. Yeah. To just take off like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think anyone really thought I was actually going to do it. I was talking, 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 you know? Yeah. And, uh, but no, it was really just kind of talking my, myself through it in some sense. Yeah. Like getting, you know. And like formulating your plan mm-hmm. and like, well, the more I talk about it, I guess like I'm really paying myself into a corner yeah, if yeah. I don't do it. Right. Yeah. And some people say don't do that. Like don't talk about stuff, just do it. But I think. Whatever. It worked for you, right? Yeah. For <laughs> me, it's worked. Like it yeah. worked for the run, it worked for yeah. Thailand, it's worked for a lot of my things in life. Yeah. So for me, I like, I want to get it out there because I, I know I'll hold myself accountable. Yeah. You know, if I start telling people I'm going to do this 50 mile run, you build that social pressure for yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps me hold myself accountable in some yeah. sense. But also, I want to tell, I want to talk to people about. It. I want to see yeah. what they think. You know, like, mm-hmm. really. and I like hearing the doubters. I yeah. like it because it fuels me, man. Yeah, I, I want yeah. to hear people say you're not yeah. going to do that. I want to hear people like scoff. I want to, yeah. I want, I want to see people like, yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. not you. Mm-hmm. And you may be someone else, not you. Yeah, I like that because that's yeah. anything. You're just going to fuel me twice as hard, man. Yeah. So I. You know, yeah, long story short, I, I did it. You know, I saved up. I saved up like 10 grand and um, spent like two years doing it. Sold off some things and didn't have a clue what I was getting myself into. I'd never even been to Thailand. Yeah. I just packed up my shit and moved. I took one bag, um, yeah, barely anything, and packed up and flew out to Bangkok and um, ended up in Phuket. Found a gym after kind of going through some of the gyms in the area and found the one I liked that was really just focused on Muay Thai because yeah. some of them are focused on MMA and shit. I'm like, I come from one of the best MMA gyms in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care about what, you know, Thai's yeah. opinion on, or, yeah. or, or, or all these people they're yeah. flying in. Like, oh, yeah. we've got like a seminar with this yeah. UFC yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah. You know, at the time, like Roger Huerta and I think yeah. Swick were living out there. Yeah. You but don't I need Asian care. knockoff MMA. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care, man. And back yeah. then, actually, MMA was illegal in Thailand. It's yeah, that's now, right. Yeah. It was illegal back then because yeah. they were, they didn't want it to interrupt their because Muay Thai is their national sport. Yeah, they didn't want it to I mean, make sense. They didn't want it to interrupt yeah. it at all. Um, yeah. So I I moved out there and I got and uh, you know I just pretty much spent I spent a whole year there. Uh, trained basically every day, most days twice a day, at least at least five yeah five six days a week and uh, run twice a day. And I didn't really work out at all while I was there. Um, I just ran and trained, but um, did some stuff at the gym itself, but. Um, yeah, I fought three times. It was really difficult. I lost twice. I wasn't defeated until I went out there. and then, But, you know, <laughs> the competition out there is so insane. Because you have people from, like, you know, everywhere in the world going there to do the same thing. Yeah. And I thought I was unique, and it turns out I wasn't unique at all. Because there's just <laughs> yeah. endless amounts of people coming in and out. Like, yeah. Even just for... relative. Like, yeah. to, to people around here, you're unique there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it was was like yeah. it was just crazy that like yeah. I didn't expect so many foreigners to be doing the exact same thing, and they're yeah. just there. What? But it, it turned out a good thing because there yeah. were so many different martial artists from so many different backgrounds. 
they were all coming to learn the same thing and fight and compete together and it was like so it was cool it was cool to see where my gym placed me in that like how I felt from even though I didn't I, I didn't do any like real kickboxing before that yeah um, so I was clue I learned most of my kickboxing at least back then well yeah back then I learned pretty much all of my kickboxing from Thai from Muay Thai yeah and then as I came back obviously AMC you know honed it all but yeah but yeah, so it was interesting to kind of see where I place, you know, or how I how I fared against the ties and how I fared against, you know, the foreigners from their gyms and just kind of seeing how, how it was. And, um, it was really, it was really, really interesting. I mean, it was super difficult dealing with those people out there because especially the ties. Yeah. I fought two ties out there and they are so damn tough mm-hmm. like because they start at like six, seven years old. Yeah. And like the you know and then they fight like two three four times a month like, yeah from there on you know yeah. what i mean and they're running train and they're running and training twice a day from that age so it's yeah. like they're literally just building little spartan thai warriors you know yeah where it's like there's not many places anymore that I mean, maybe like the cuban boxing system maybe like yeah. some of the ukrainian boxing system that does that but like yeah. there's not many places anymore that that do that where they're like breeding fighters uh dagestan yeah right, yeah. Kazakhstan, yeah 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 so it's like it was uh it was crazy because I mean, dude, like the sixteen-year-olds that I was there's a fifteen and sixteen-year-old I was training with. Yeah. That could both manhandle me, and they both had over two hundred fights. Yeah, sounds you know? right. Yeah. And it was like it was insane how good they were at such a young age, and how amazingly strong they were, and how quick they were, how resilient they were. So I was like, yeah, I, I had I probably didn't have much chance like going up back then at least where I was. I I really probably didn't have much chance going up against them in the first place. I mean, my first, the guy I fought first had over 40 fights. Mm-hmm. I had, that was my first tie fight. Yeah. <laughs> and he had over 40. Um, another, another guy I fought after that had over 80. Yeah. And another one. On had, your second one. Yeah. 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 Or no, that was my third. My yeah, third had over eight. My second had somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I can't remember what my second one had. I think he had also like, I think, he, I think he said like 40 to 50 fights somewhere in there. Yeah. So I was like, everyone I fought was so much more experienced in the ring. If nothing else, just way more comfortable. Yeah. But also significantly tougher, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of senses and just way more experienced in general. Yeah. Um, so that was tough, man. It was really tough. I mean, it was good, though, because I realized that, like, you know, there's these different levels. There's so many different levels you can reach in, yeah. that, in that room. So it was good. Like I think I would have done a lot better had I stuck to fighting out here and lost probably less. But I mean, it doesn't even matter. Another thing I caught from living out there, uh, with as far as wins and losses go, like they don't give a shit about wins and losses. Yeah, they care about how good you are. Yeah, you know, if you look at their records, they're like, especially the guys that have like two hundred plus fights. Yeah. they have like sixty to hundred plus losses. Yeah, like, but they don't care. Yeah, like, it's like it's. And I talked to him about this, like, especially after my first loss, because like yeah. I didn't understand this. Like I was went yeah. in the, out there undefeated, you know, like, like a few fights, and yeah. I went out there feeling like, oh, I'm undefeated. Yeah. But like, and I was kind of upset about it after I yeah. lost my first fight, and, and yeah. they were like, and one of my trainers, I remember, he sat me down, and he's like, dude, he's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I used to lose. He told me, he's like, I used to lose all the time. Yeah. He's like, Always lose, 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 lose. Like now, yeah. I only win. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. He was knocking. He had like he had hands like which was unusual yeah. for a tie. Yeah. But he could knock people out consistently with his hands. And yeah. He was like, and I used to go. I remember going to all his fights while I was there and watching. Yeah. Him. He was just insanely good. But 
Yeah. He had probably 300 some fights. Yeah. He had probably somewhere around 100 losses. Yeah. You know, but either way, but, where he was then was yeah. so good that yeah. it, that's what they care about. Yeah. No, but I think it goes back to like, you know, just the resilience, you know? Because I think people are so focused on like results, like, oh, I didn't get the results I wanted. Well, time to, that's it. it yeah, yeah. Time, time to pack it up and leave. But, you know, but then that just shows that you didn't really care about it to begin with, you know. And yeah. in that sense, if that all if all it took was just That's a little cool. adversity to like get you out of there, right? You know. And then also just figuring out, like, you know, why why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. In that sense, because if your if your why is strong enough, then you can figure out like what you know what you're gonna do, yeah. like from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it was good. He came to me at the right time. You know, yeah. it's like hearing that from him shifted my because coming yeah. from here, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people are gym to our, I think feel like most people in the West have that mentality. That yeah. They're so concerned with their wins and losses. Yeah. They don't, they don't think about it like... It's like, about reputation and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's all... Well, so yeah. wasn't that's kind of what's perpetuated yeah. in like the actual fighting system over here too is like yeah. look at the boxers. Like yeah. most of the boxers on TV and stuff yeah. are like 40 and 0 or yeah. 42 and 1 exactly. or something or whatever. You with know heavily what I mean? padded records. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. like exact. And that's the other thing. Yeah. It's like, so it's like... but that leaves you with a false sense of understanding of yeah. like what you should be achieving well, yeah or, yeah you know, yeah exactly you should be yeah because that, that that's what gets you know told oh the 50 and oh like mm-hmm. you know mayweather what how many like you know amateur fights did did he have like yeah. you know like hundreds and right and like what was he winning all of them and was he winning every every day in the gym like right. that's like that's the thing like that's what gets talked about but what what actually happens, you know, yeah. like from there. I mean, well, that yeah. was good when he told me that. Is it, it helped shift my focus on yeah. just getting better. Like, don't yeah. worry about that. Just get better, and that's. And it's like, and now I think it's good. Like, it's good I lost. Like, yeah. it's good I fell down. You know, it's good I broke in some sense. Yeah. Like, in, you know, in any of those, wherever yeah. it happens, it's like I think about it now. It's like, it is frustrating, and it is like yeah. it's hard to do in the moment. Yeah. But when I look back on that stuff, it's like, good. Yeah. Like, you learned. Yeah. You had an opportunity to change. Yeah, and you're still alive and now. You can do something about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think. You no, know, I think that's a great mentality. I mean, it's like it's like failing forward. I mean, that, that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. You're, you're, just in terms of anything, because you know life is gonna happen. Like you can't con- you can you can't really control the outcomes. You can just control what you do. Yeah. Like from there. That's so right. if you're so if you're so concerned about the outcomes, then you're gonna set yourself up for disappointment. Just mm-hmm. worry about what you can do. Right, it's like in a fight. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. be focused on winning. Yeah, you have to focus on on you know what it takes, like to actually like implementing the things you're doing. Yeah, like be mm-hmm. in the moment. Don't yeah. focus on the you're result. Yeah, thinking win, 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 right. win, win, win. Just, like, yeah. just gotta win. Just gotta win. Like, what does that even mean at, at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I, you yeah. know, I think about it like this too. Like I was uh, listening to Jocko Willink the other day, and he was talking about like while he was deployed, like yeah. he you know he would take down pictures of his family, and it's like whereas like you see like. You know, modern like war movies and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, pictures of their family, yeah, like kissing yeah. them before they got to battle. Yeah. He's like, he wouldn't. Yeah. He's like, he didn't because he's, he's got to focus on the now. He, yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. distracting. And he's like, and, yeah. And it was like, well, it's like, look, if if my mind is focused on, oh, I miss my family. Yeah. He's like, then my mind's not here. Yeah, it's not focused like, on, oh, hey, is that a grenade? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and if, and if I'm, or, or just training to get ready for, even if you're not in the battle itself, it's just yeah. like, just. And he's like, and if he really cares about your family, yeah. if you really, really care about your family, then you will put that in the yeah. drawer yeah. because you want to go back to them. Yeah. You want to make sure you get home. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. It's compartmentalizing it mm-hmm. for sure. It's, it's not like, well, it's, it's like a, it's a very, it's a very like movie thing, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, I'm inspired by my, 
blah blah blah. I'm like, at eh, when you're in there, like you know how it is in a fight. You're not thinking about people. You're thinking about what to do. Like. Right, right then and there, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm motivated by my yeah. upbringing. Because no, it's it's a very oh, I'm motivated for my no. You're just you're just doing shit, like from there. It's like you should be just yeah, doing the, things. The, yeah, the outside world is like me means nothing to me at that point. Oh yeah, it's about it's about doing something now. That's the beauty yeah. of fighting, right? Yeah, it's like when you're in those moments, yeah. nothing else matters. Man. Yeah, it's like that inward focus. Everything like, falls away. Yeah, and what's important is right in front of you. Yeah, just staying conscious. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. Nothing else. I just want to get out of here with my head still on top, you know, attached to my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, yeah. So was that like a similar kind of thing when you were uh, when you were running? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like you just gotta keep going. Yeah. Well, like that's yeah, 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 yeah. And again, exactly, it's exactly the same actually. Yeah. Like, and in the same sense, you can't focus on I've got thirty five miles to go, or I just gotta get to fifty or whatever. You gotta you gotta be like, you gotta compartmentalize. You gotta break stuff down yeah you know make it make it more digestible chunks so it's like if i was just thinking about 50 the whole time i probably would have quit yeah because it was like 50 the whole damn way it just matters about what matters is, is the next step right? yeah yeah I mean, it's, that, it's, that, it's, that, that's what's important know, well it's like your pace in the moment yeah. yeah 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 and if it's like if you can't get to the next and it's fine if you can't get to the end of the race get to the next yeah. aid station if yeah. you can't get to the next aid station get to the next bend yeah. around the corner the, the, where you can see if you can't get to there make it to the next step you yeah know, it's like whatever it takes to keep your mind there yeah. to just keep you going kind of what you're talking about like project wise if you think of project like all like a big all-encompassing thing it looks intimidating when you say oh no you gotta break it down into manageable steps yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's right. the, the, the troll story of like yeah. you know scraping a line in the rock and then crawl through that one and we're gonna scrape another line in the rock yeah. and crawl to that one yeah. eventually you made it to the village you know like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Just, just gotta keep going I mean as as easy I mean it's easy for that to say but then you know it's another thing like executing it for like for most people yeah. from there, or for like anyone really it's just a matter of like understanding that you can do it just like what you're talking about you know mentality yeah. like from there it's like your body did do it because you <laughs> well it's like not, well then once again like separation of mind and body you wanted to do it so you did it mm-hmm. like from there yeah I mean I wanted yeah. to quit like yeah. I said, pretty much but you most did. of yeah. beyond 15 miles. But yeah. it was, uh, it's, it, it was like you said, like I was saying before, is if you, if you shut that off long enough to let your body adjust, it will. Yeah. Like, if, at least in my experience of this is, is if I gave up at 15, you know, I would have had never any clue. Because like, when I gave up when my body said to give up, yeah. I would have never had any clue what's beyond that. Which is, before I entered into a race like that, that's what that's what I had been doing most of my life is I get to this point where I'm like that's good you know yeah. you hit that point you, and it's like and you do feel like destroyed like like you were saying you have 15 or whatever and yeah. you're you're smashed like and that but but the same was for me and I feel like the same was for all the rest of those racers it was like yeah. I don't think they weren't smashed I think they just recognized that like if you you got to push through that yeah. and that you're that something will adjust yeah. like cuz I hit I hit two I hit three, a second wind and then I hit a third wind like I hit a second wind around I think 25 miles yeah and then I hit a third wind at 46 miles and it what was interesting was that before each of those times like in between those zones I was just suffering you know just having like sometimes I could I'd like try and get running again because yeah. you have to walk quite a bit yeah um, and try and get running again and like and you see it you'd see it all throughout the race too people like they try and run and then like 
less than like 10 seconds later they're stopped again just yeah. walking because it's just they know it's just it's just punishing but if you keep going through that go through that go through that eventually something clicks in your head and it shuts off and you just you just keep going like it doesn't it's not as it's not it doesn't progressively just get worse and worse and worse and worse at some point it's like you hit a second wind and then it's like oh I'm kind of breezing through this right now yeah and then you're like oh, I feel good and so I mean like so for instance like like I said I, was, I mean up, up to about 15 miles or so I was it was progressively getting worse and then probably even you know beyond that up to like 25 I think till I got my first wind it was probably even going farther into the progressively worse but then I hit that wind and it was good I could get through it and then when the wind went away you know, it was just back to the punishment, but yeah. then I realized, okay, back to the that. suck, back yeah. to this, yeah, embrace yeah. the suck, exactly, and then I hit 46, and what was interesting is, like, that's where about my 30, my, my third wind hit, yeah. and, um, and then suddenly, uh, I was, I was good, I was like, I hit 46 as the last checkpoint, I looked at, um, because I, they, they give you a printout, or they give you a breakdown of where all the check, all the aid stations are, mm-hmm. and so, you know, like, I, every time I'd run by an aid station, I'd look, and be like, where am I at? You know, because they'll give you like a real idea of how much more you got to go. I hit the yeah. last one. And I was at 46 miles, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I was like, "Okay, I got four miles to go." And I was like, "Why?" Well, first time I really realized in the race, I think I think that was probably the first time in the race I realized I was actually going to finish. Yeah. And so what, what was weird about that is that I hit my third wind right about there, and I started. I pretty much started sprinting, like just under. <laughs> yeah. Just under sprinting, like yeah. maybe one level below. But you. But I was your pace. By, I mean, almost yeah. as fast as I could go. Yeah. Like, literally, almost as fast as I go. Maybe, like, one, literally, like, if, if I, if level 10 is as high as it goes, I was probably at, like, level 8 or 9, somewhere in there. Yeah. And I would, you know, I was going. And what was cool was that that lasted the entire race, the entire rest of the race. For yeah. four miles. Meanwhile, I was, like, 46 miles in. I was fucking destroyed. Yeah. You know, my body was done a long time ago. Yeah. But, meanwhile, I'm in the middle of this third wind, and everything... My whole body just shut off again. Yeah. Or my mind shut off, whatever. But yeah. but Something, I just yeah. kept. I was basically in full sprint for four miles straight. Yeah. And it even got. And it was. We had something we hadn't talked about. Was I actually I actually passed someone in the last like ten minutes of the race. Yeah. And it was a guy that, um, that I, while I was running, there was two guys I was running with around yeah. mile like eight to eleven. Yeah. And then we hit this. Uh, we were just we were just. Ch- chatting bullshitting because we all felt good still because yeah. like, we weren't that far in <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 things were fine yeah. right i was trying to get them to talk more than me I was yeah. <laughs> like, you talk i'll break you <laughs> but yeah. um but one of these guys they're both one of them was really experienced he had done a, i mean he ended up the one same guy's name sam he ended up beating me by a lot by like an hour and a half mm-hmm. but the other guy um was also another experienced runner. He had been in tons of different races. That was he's done tons of fifty Ks. That was his first fifty miler, so it was gonna be the longest he had done. Mm-hmm. But he had done more. You know, like I said, I, he, he didn't even remember all the fifty Ks and marathons he had done. So he was like really experienced in running, and you could tell like he had he had most things kind of well figured out. Um, and after the first check, the first aid station was at, or the first uh, crew aid station was at miles eleven something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, after that, I lost both of those guys, and they were so far ahead of me. I never saw them the rest of the race. And I was, um, there was marathoners, fifty kers, and fifty milers all running the same race. They were just the the marathoners and the fifty kers were staggered ahead and started later. We yeah. all had the same finish line. So we we were passing, and 
you know, some people would be passing you, you'd be passing people that weren't necessarily in your race. So I didn't realize this, like, halfway through the race, because I was trying to keep track of where I was, because I think after the first aid station, I was, at the first aid station, I was in 11th place. And then I knew, like, I started seeing, you know, then I started just crashing around mile 15, and people started passing me, because I was walking, yeah. and I just couldn't bring myself to, like, get going again at that point. Um, and I, so I got to the point of, like, I think I got, I got in the 16th place, but I didn't realize where I was, because people who were passing me or I was passing were either in the marathon or the 50k or the 50 mile I didn't realize they had them, they had them separated by colors but then I figured that out like 30 miles in or something like that yeah. and I started paying attention to their, their colors and anyway I get you know to mile 48 and I'm sprinting for like 2 miles at this point and I'm and I'm running past tons of people and I, I get to the, once I realize you know that they're, they're separated by their co- uh, which race they're doing by the color I started looking back at people I passed because I wanted, at this point, I wanted to do as good as I could and try and see if I could beat somebody. Yeah. And almost everyone was passing was just 50 cares. A bunch of 50 cares that weren't as fast, or a bunch of marathoners that weren't as fast. Yeah. And um, and then I finally run up on this guy, yeah. and I'm, like I said, I'm a dead sprint at this point, and I see him, and I'm like, and I'm like, I wonder if that's a 50 miler. Yeah. And uh. And I get closer and I see the back. I'm like, dude, that's the guy I was with at the beginning. Yeah. And it was. And it was this dude that was the dude I was with. He was like well experienced and he was just, I could see he was done. He yeah. was trying. He did the thing where he's like, he started to run again and he stopped like five seconds later. I could see yeah. he was just, he was struggling. Was, you could tell, even yeah. from behind, you could tell people are, who are like really suffering. Yeah. yeah. And he hears me coming up behind him yeah. in like full sprint and he turns around and he sees me and he tries to get going again. Yeah. And I blow past him so fast that he, I could tell I just, I could tell it just broke him mentally. Yeah. Like, like, and I wanted that, like, one of the things I got from Goggins, David Goggins, was taking people's souls. Yeah. And what he talks about that's is that, the like. the best part of the book. Yeah, I love, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, that's exactly what I thought about when I, when I was getting up to that guy. I was like, I'm going to take this guy's soul. Because yeah. I didn't want him to if I I knew if I trotted past him at a nice leisurely pace or I like tried to whatever yeah. like kind of slow like like comfortably get through get through or go by him yeah um I knew that he might try and because he had been ahead of me for 30 plus miles at this point yeah you know um so by all means he should have beat me but here I am running up on him he turns around and sees me and I didn't want him to get like another wind by seeing me be like ah oh, no 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 yeah. you know so when I once I saw that it was him I was I went from full like 8 or 9 full sprint to 11 dude like I was as hard as I could possibly go like just you know you know just full wind sprints uh, past him and I just you know I bumped, bumped his hand afterwards like told him he was doing a great job and everything but I knew that I passed him at such a speed yeah. at those last few miles when there's only a few miles to go that you know I knew I wanted to and I was thinking like I take this guy's soul because I don't want him to fucking get another wind and try and race me for the last two miles that's the last thing I want I wanted to just blast past him in a way that he just like there's no way I'm going to catch this guy mm-hmm. and that way I, I could yeah. chill a little bit towards the end even though I, I didn't but I went from like I went back down to my like eight or nine speed sprint but um Either way, like I got fat past a few bends, and I started. I kept looking back to make sure. Like I didn't look back for a while because I didn't want him to see that I was well, looking back yeah, for looking him. Back, yeah. You know, because I, I, I yeah. knew he would know the same thing. Like I'm just doing this right now. Yeah. To try and like, crush you. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I don't want you to try and race me for his last few miles. Yeah. 
and it worked. Like, he just, he was done, man. He didn't, I don't think he even thought he could catch me, so he just kept walking. And I turned after, like, a, maybe a mile, I looked back, and I kept looking back to see if he was coming up on me, and he was nowhere near, and so I kind of toned it back down to, like, you know, the eight, you know, eight out of ten sprint, and I did that for the whole rest of the way through the, uh, through the race till I finished, and ended up taking 15th place, which is crazy. I mean, I took 15th overall, and I, I didn't know this till a few days ago, but I forgot they had separated everyone into divisions yeah. based on age and yeah. gender and whatnot. And I ended up taking third in my division. Yeah, I remember for you telling me that. Male yeah. 30 to 39, yeah. and 15th overall. Yeah. Which, I mean, for my first race ever, like I was, I couldn't be happier about yeah. it. You know. Yeah. So I guess well, yeah, we'll go to that. So what's uh, what's next for you, or what do you want to do next? I might do another 50 miler, but I'll probably, like, just if I can't find anything in between, but I'm going to, my next goal, my goal in general of all of this was to do 50 miler, um, I guess over summer my goal was to do a marathon, to fight, and then to do a 50 miler, mm -hmm. but then the marathon just never happened because I couldn't work the time frame, James caught me with a high kick, and my nose exploded, and I was like, there's no way I'm fine, because it took like five months for my nose to actually heal, Yeah. because um, it just kept cracking and bleeding, so that was out of the picture, at least for the time frame, for the time being, and then um, and then to hit that 50 miler, and then my goal was 50 miler this summer, and then 100 miler next summer. Nice. So I think that'll probably stick, I'll probably stick with that, because yeah. I don't really fancy the idea of trying to do twice the distance in the winter, because it was, that was another added element. I didn't mention, but um, I had been training all through summer, obviously. Yeah. And then it was the end of summer, and then just like that, it flashed to 36 degrees in the morning. So when I got there, it was it was 36 degrees at 6 in the morning, and it never got above, above like, 45. And I wasn't prepared for that at all because I hadn't, you know, I'd been running in shorts and maybe no shirt at all but, or a T-shirt, you know, yeah. for all of this. So that was another added element. So, yeah, I didn't really – I don't fancy the idea, at least not yet, of adding – more cold yeah. into that equation or adding snow or anything else. Why are you putting that limit on yourself right now? <laughs> right? I don't believe I, you can do it. <laughs> oh, scoff, scoff, scoff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. down the road for sure, but, like, yeah. for now, I think um, I may end up hitting another 50-miler in the next six months or so in between, but I think I'm probably going to just train and get ready for a 100-miler next summer. Nice. Um, I'm going to try and – I'm still going to try and – do some more fights in between. Yeah, avoid yeah. getting kicked in the nose. Avoid getting kicked in the nose. Yeah, so you want to fight again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been, I mean, I've been trying to forever. Man. I know. Isn't it weird that we've tried it so long and neither of us have fought at the same time? I know. I know that is weird. Yeah. Not once. Not once. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's crazy. So I have a yeah. question for you. Yeah. How did you feel after the race? Because I know even so, like when I did that seventeen miler, I like planned it from my house to my my parents' house, then my mom just drove me back, like, I plan on doing that, and, um, so 17 miles, that was it, but, man, I still had, like, the runs for three days, I didn't feel good, I had no freaking energy, my feet were destroyed, and I was 17, how the hell did you feel after 50? Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> was it a lot the same? Uh, that's what I was telling Patrol earlier, is that, what was interesting is that even though I was sprinting, it was, it was interesting that I got that third win and I was able to sprint for the last four miles because it seems like that would be impossible with like the progression of how destroyed you get more and more and more. Yeah. Um, but again, your body shuts down. But like my immediately afterward, just like the fight, just like fighting, like in Thailand, within 
less than probably three minutes, my whole body shut back down, yeah. and it realized you're done. Like some, there's like some com- like subconscious or you know communication or something going on between your body and your mind in that realm. Because like, it as soon as I was done, just like with the fights, like all of a sudden, like all of that adrenaline was gone and the pain flooded me. And within a few minutes, I could I pretty much couldn't walk. Yeah. I sat down and I couldn't get back up on my own. Yeah, I, I was like, holy shit, dude. I did hear you say that part. What about yeah. like? Did you have any like adverse health effects that lasted a few days at all, or was oh. it just feeling drained? Was about it. Um, not I wouldn't say adverse too much beyond what I expected. I mean, um, my lower body was just pretty much non-functioning, like yeah. for pretty much three days. Like I recovered rapidly. Like right now, I'm completely fine, and it was just six days ago. Yeah. But I was good on Tuesday. I was totally. I could have run probably another marathon on Tuesday. Like I was. It was just. My body rapidly recovered is really weird because, I mean, I'm pretty sure... I know I have stress fractures in the bottom of my right foot, but that was already there from, like, just the training up to it. Yeah. And I'm going to lose a, to- uh, a toenail on that same side as well. And then I ended up um, I ended up having some, like, t- uh, what is it, tibialis. There's some, like... I can't, I don't, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I had to go to a, a personal trainer or a therapist to uh, try and work on my ankle because there was some... I had some ligament tendon issue that was going on that sure. was uh, that happened the week before that I wasn't sure if I was even going to race and they ended up taping it up and I got through it with it um, but yeah basically after the race that whole night I could barely walk on my own like I couldn't get up and down stairs I like legitimately could not get up and down stairs on my own um, I could barely walk I couldn't get like in and out of cars on my own like just the act of like bending yeah. you know was so excruciating and like and my body just wanted to do one thing you know, so it was like, if I could get up and stand, I could walk real slow and really gimpy. Um, I thought both my feet were broken. They felt broken. I mean, like, like, uh, like fractured at least. Like, I, 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 they may still be, I don't know, but, I mean, right now I feel fine. So yeah. it's, but that lasted, Saturday was, that rest of that day was horrible. Sunday was also probably, maybe a little worse. It was really bad. Yeah. Also, I could barely walk on I, mean, I couldn't move hardly gimping everywhere I go like real slow Monday I was also really gimpy but I was able I wasn't in so much pain and then by Tuesday it was like it all just vanished like by Tuesday I was totally good and then now I feel you know I feel totally fine it's it's perplexing I don't know how your body is capable of like recovering like that after it's that destroyed because I mean I can't describe the way I felt really it's like something you just kind of have to feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, I like I said, I thought for sure both my feet were just broken, like had just major fractures, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna be able to do anything for a while." And oh, shit, man, I'm ready to go back to training, running, and stuff. So it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of incredible how your body can recover. I know. There, there's definitely like a major correlation between aerobic fitness, at like. You know, high levels of aerobic development and recovery. Yeah. As always, if you have really good aerobic systems, you can recover so much better yeah, than more oxygen. Here. Yeah, yeah aerobic systems. <clears throat> Cardio is a myth in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> long slow runs. Now we're doing circuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. circuits. I don't even do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I did do. A, I'm a big proponent of sauna mm-hmm. and um, steam. I read a good amount on you know, some of the health benefits of it. And, um, 
for me, especially when I'm injured, if I can't do anything else, like it, and it help like maintain my my gym routine, I'll just go sauna, you know, nothing else, and I'll stretch in saunas. Like I'm still getting somewhat active, I'm getting out of the house, and I'm stretching, my body's moving, and you get a cardio workout by like as long as you keep that mentality, like you can't just sit in the sauna and like get out as soon as you get warm. It's like you got push yourself like so I kind of almost I give myself a cardio workout in there just by like getting my heart rate so spiked yeah so um that I think may probably play a huge role in recovering quicker as well yeah um but so I did that every day except not Saturday I, I did an Epsom salt bath Saturday which also really helps I did yeah just a ton of Epsom salts I did like CBD lotions and stuff and I found that that's really good for like inflammation and pain mm-hmm. um yeah, sauna, stretch, CBD lotion, uh, Epsom salt baths, and shit, three days of that, and my body was ready to go again. That's, that's so crazy. I know. Yeah. It, I, I wouldn't have predicted it. I know. I mean, especially the way I felt on Saturday and Sunday. I was like, I'm going to be out, out of the count for a while, you know? <laughs> but uh, shit, man, it's kind of incredible, like, what your body's capable of. That's one of the things that was the most interesting to me overall, was that I felt like I was reconnecting with something that has been kind of lost in modern day society. Like, we all, I think we all have this ability. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, obviously it takes some training, but I think we can all do it for the most part. Looking up ultra marathons right now. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inspired. You should, man. I got, I'd love to get more people into it. I mean, even my uh, one of my trainers at the gym, you know, she went out and ran a five k afterwards just because she doesn't run. She just was inspired. I was like, God, I hope, yeah, I, hope I inspire at least one person. Well, you're inspiring me, man. Well, as people as people know, I don't run, so well, I guess I'll I'll do that now. And if you and do, so, it's barefoot. So yeah, yeah. I like to do it too. I like barefoot. I'm, I'm not getting shoes. Shit, that, that's shoes. That's I did in uh, Merrill Vapor Gloves. I still have them upstairs. I have those. Yeah, and they're fucking, nothing. No, they, that was horrible. These are the Merrill Trail Gloves. And so they're they have basically a little, a, little, a little bit of a thick, a little thicker than the vapor gloves. So it's like you can bend them a little bit, but the vapor gloves you can like oh, pretzel can however you want. It's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, there's zero padding on those things, man. Is this? Or did you run in trail gloves then? I the trained feet? in them, okay. but I ran in a, a pair of Solomons. Okay, um, I think they're called the trails, the Sense Trail Rides or something, or Sense Ride. Sense Ride Two. That's what they are. They probably had like a pretty um, aggressive uh, heel drop and everything, like. Yeah, yeah, I try, I try and, like, I'm real careful about, the reason I run barefoot, actually, is because I used to, when I was training for boxing, or I was training for fights and stuff, mm-hmm. um, I was boxing back then, and um, I was running a bunch, and I wasn't a runner at all, I only got into running from boxing, I yeah. always thought running, I always thought running was weird. Running, yeah, running like, stupid. Why people run? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. to me, I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you doing that? You know, because like people who do track and stuff, I just never understood. No, I, no, no, you're you're talking to yeah, you're talking yeah. to me. <laughs> I run less than you. I was like, yeah, the reason I got into fighting was because I couldn't run. That's yeah. why I'm like, I'm just, I'll just get my time just because if I ran, I just got my ass kicked worse. I'm like, well, I'll just stay oh. here and just do. Yeah, I mean, running to me was like not. Yeah, it was not part of the, the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I love it now, obviously, but like, not necessarily for that act in itself but for what it does for you yeah. and what it or what it can do for your mind or what it can do to push you but I run the reason I run in barefoot or like uh, was when I went when I moved to Thailand I used to get well when I was running here I used to get shin splints all the time like really bad 
Yeah. And I could, I know, stop cause me to stop running or, or train less or whatever. Yeah. And um, and when I moved to Thailand, I had these old pair of running shoes that I was using, and I so I just, I just left them here, and I was like, I'll just screw, I'll buy something out there, you know, because I heard everything was so cheap, and I was like, I'll find something. Yeah. Well, I never found anything. Like I never found anything I wanted, so I just was running in my sandals because it was so hot out there. Yeah. I just would run in my sandals, and then I, I realized after. You know, in the process, like, oh, I'll find a pair of shoes whenever I find them. Yeah. I just, I never found the shoes. You, you, and, you and, don't need shoes. All right. Got it. Already yeah. running. But, yeah. There, I bet you're, there's a marathon next week. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> October 13th. Get, I, it, get it this summer. I had a very similar experience because when I got the vapor gloves, I wanted to get them um, just because I, it was kind of like a fad for a while. I was like, all right, let, let's see how this goes. And obviously, like, my feet were destroyed for the first couple of weeks of using yeah. them. Yeah. And I was only putting in maybe 15, 20 miles a week, so not a lot. But anyways, then I started to realize, like, oh, my feet would always my feet would always get sore boxing, especially my arches. Oh, yeah. And then, but after using, like, minimal issues for a month, Stop. gone. Yeah. Shin splints, thing of the past. Uh, I still don't get shin splints. I never got shin splints. And my feet don't get sore. Yeah. Since I lived in, since before I lived in Thailand. Yeah, run, yeah running shoes. in your yeah. sandals. Yeah. Yeah. Running well, I don't sandals. have shin splints because I don't run. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, you I, do it barefoot. Yeah. So. so, so yeah, I was running. I was running in just flip flops out there. Yeah. Like, long distances, like twice a day, and it was. I learned to run in them, which is fine. Like it's it's really not that hard. But um, uh, but then when I came home, I went and I bought some um Vibram the five fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought those because they were just basically barefoot runners, and I fell in love with those. And then I and then, and it works for like you said, it works for what we do with martial arts because you're on the balls of your feet so much. So I was like, this is good. Like it's forcing me. What I realized through that too was that those they like all these shoes now. Like so many of these shoes, like they're getting better now because yeah. it's become more obvious. But they had this like drag racer stance to them where like the pad, the back pad was super thick and then thinned out towards the front. And I was like, well, first off, you're just you're just running in a stance is like totally unnatural. Yeah, like cocked forward. And now everybody's doing heel strikes. And you're heel and strike. it's so cushioned. And yeah, and you so you want a heel strike. I think that was what it was. So it was like I think, in the end, it's way worse for your joints to run with all that padding. Like maybe for I mean for the fifty miler, I had some. I definitely ran in some shoes with padding, but yeah. but for training, I pretty much exclusively run barefoot or um, you know in like vapor gloves or trail gloves or something like yeah. that because. It's like that way. I'm I'm focused on running on the balls of my feet. I'm using my legs as springs, and if yeah, it'll be very very aware of each step I take. Whereas like when you have all this padding, you're just kind of stomping around. You know? Yeah, and there's so much to compensate for like bad movement. Whereas yeah. when you have minimal shoes on or barefoot or flip flops, then shit, your foot has to figure it out. So yeah. then I was noticing like parts of my my calf and my foot were sore that have never been sore before yes and it's like yeah i'm sure that's never been had to be used before yeah that's how i think about it too is like it's it's just it's gonna make your legs stronger as as you know too like you push three weeks into that for a while and it's like people have injured themselves trying to do this by trying to transition too quickly like yeah if you're not used to barefoot running and you just throw on some vibrams and you go run you know and you're and you're a runner and you put in miles like that, man, you're gonna fuck yourself up. Yeah, because like, yeah, you're changing your whole, the whole way that your feet make contact with the ground. Yeah, yeah. that and you're, you know, it's like he says, like you're, you're working all these different muscle yeah. groups now. That, 
yeah, I'm not worried about that. I don't run, yeah, so yeah. I don't have muscles, so I'll just start running. You say that now, now yeah. for sure. Yeah, I bet you in a few months you're gonna be, you're gonna be getting into it a little more. Next so, thing you know, we just see him running. Oh no, I'm gonna start. No, I'm gonna start running right. Yeah, I'm inspired by Manny getting into it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm working, but there's this He's marathon eleven. Yeah. Putting this on myself. Yeah, let's see. There's a marathon November in November second in Bellingham. Putting it out on the calendar yeah. right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely want to like... do uh, do an ultra someday. But yeah. Yeah. you guys can do. So this is the thing, man. This is what all ultra people will say. Is like if you look at the community, they're yeah. not like. I happen to be an athlete before, but you don't have to be. Like you don't have to. Be I'm not an athlete, athlete right now, so <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> talking about things too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but you know you don't. Not even that. Not just that. Like I think, I think people think that to run a hundred miles or fifty miles, like you have to be this star stud athlete, or you have to have taken care of your body really well. And that's no. just not true. Exactly. Putting like, this out there right now, doing the Bellingham Marathon, November second. Yeah. You're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Why not? I, love it. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> all right. Hey man, you saying yeah. that makes it all worth it for me yeah. to do that. Oh shit. for sure, like, man. Even if I can get yeah. one person to think yeah. differently or try and push themselves. Oh man, no. If you, well, I don't know. I well, I don't know who's listening to this show, but anyone is listening was it a month. <laughs> I, I would. I was ready to do the one next week if I didn't know. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll just <laughs> call man, sick. Man. I'll just call sick <laughs> at work. I'm like, no. Hope no one at work is listening to this. Oh, guys, I'm really sick. I can't make it. You will be sick. Like, Actually, I will, will be. Lower body got sick. You come back to work just yeah. around. And, and, and they're like, what the hell happened to you? Yeah, just like an attack. Yeah, there's a Snohomish River run October 12th, which is also when DJ fights. Let's see. I might, not, man, I'm crazy enough. I'll do it. What, what time is this? Like is this it. early enough? <laughs> I, like uh, I can run it with you. Joe. Yeah. Eight. It's in eight days. Yeah. Eight I'm ready. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm inspired, man. I'm be like, and I was like, no, because I'm like, yeah, I've never, well, I guess like doesn't really make much sense. Well, yeah, man, have you ever seen me run? I don't Never. run, so yeah. So now, yeah, like yeah, why not? I've seen seven eleven run barefoot. Like, yeah, seven yeah. <laughs> eleven. Yeah, yeah, that, that, and, and and that's like the longest I've ran this like you know ever, probably. Well, I, I remember I had to run for uh, the police academy, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. The thing is, with yeah. this whole th- that, and that's what is cool about this area, is or well with. With running, I guess, like running these long distances, is that it? It'll show you that so much of these barriers are just in your head, and that they're made up, and that you can you can break through them. Mm-hmm. And it's just running is just like martial arts. It's just another avenue to see that to like get you to understand that in some way. And all it is, what it really boils down to, is just long periods of punishment. Yeah. And through the long periods of punch like like a seal going into hell week or something, like yeah. like they you just have to accept that this is what's happening and you're gonna get through that. Like even if you have to walk, dude. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, there's, never mind. there's there's a full right. marathon okay. uh, October thirteenth, seven thirty AM. I can make that. It's in Snohomish. There you go. Yeah. That's and if I'm late to work, whatever. Actually I am gonna be late for work. I'll just <laughs> yeah. say like guys I'm sick, I can't make it in. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, there we go. October 13th. I, I realized through my mistakes a couple things that we can do so you don't start peeing out of your butt for no. three days. So. Whatever. If I really will be sick. I got Guys, I can't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Bronte's going to be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
talking to Manny earlier. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it broke my mind a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm really narcissistic and I yeah. decided to yeah. sign up for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I can't. <laughs> I really yeah. hate myself. I really hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I think if you're going to do, like, if, you know, I think a marathon pretty much anyone could do, but like, um, you know, obviously 50 minutes, like you've got to do some training, but it's, it's, it's just the understanding that it's all in your head. Like either way, however you, however you work it out, it's all in your head. Yeah. Like, so you can do it and accepting that it's going to be painful. It's going to suck in a lot of ways, but it's that's, not, that's not the reason you're doing it. Like, like I didn't like running 50 miles is not healthy, like for your body. No. Like phys- like it's not like a, it's not like going and having a, you know, a good meal and like and having like a two hour workout or whatever and in the sun. It's like, no, that's healthy. Like getting a good rest, that's healthy. Like, but running like these crazy long distance or doing anything like that for that period of time, it's like, but that's not the point. It's not about. Because I had a lot of people say like, well, why are you say, like, why are you doing that? Like, or you know, it's like you can see you get a lot of doubters and a lot of people trying to even just to understand like what the hell you're doing. Or like, or a lot of people just say, "Oh, fuck that," you know. It's like, yeah, that's fine for you. That's okay. Yeah. You know, it's like the fastest, cheapest avenue of finding out what you're really capable yes. of and who you are. Yeah, that's the you exactly. learn more in that what nine hour race than fucking nine months of doing oh my God. a sedentary yeah. life. You know. Oh, man. guys, stop talking to me. I already live my. I know my. Life is <laughs> you, you guys don't need to shame me anymore. I'm already, I'm already registering for this marathon. Shit, shaming. So, yeah. You're about to do a marathon. Yeah, I've yeah. Only done I'm triggered. Miles. Triggered. Fifty. Yeah. Ugh. Triggered. Let's see. I like it. Right. Well, wait. How? What? Why is all these options here? Sixteen point two. Whatever. I'll, I'll figure this out. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can. We can this, well, this has been great. Any uh, any last words before you sign out, Manny? Like, no, man. Thanks for having no, me. No, man. Great, great having you on. Uh, I guess. Well, you're saying you're not on social media, but do you have any? I have like, a yeah. Instagram. I'm at yeah. Manny Muay Thai. Yeah. I don't really uh, use. Banked cock ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I would just say, like, man, if you think you can't do something like this, you're wrong. Yeah. Like, it's I'm not special. Like in any way, I'm not gifted. I'm I've never been. <laughs> that's exactly what Bronte I mean, said I'm, what I'm really you have to not. train for those like AMC train but running <laughs> doing one next Sunday <laughs> <laughs> actually I should stop she's like on vacation right now she's like what I gotta get home yeah she's like can't you she's like can't you just fight or something but yeah man like it's not you don't have to be a great athlete. You don't got to be special. I'm, I'm not even particularly mentally strong. I learned to be strong, stronger in, yeah. a way, in this process. Like, yeah. you learn, as long as you just, if nothing else, you just got to go in and say, I'm not going to give up, mm-hmm. you know, you with any of these things. And you can, and what's cool is that once you figure this out, you can apply it everywhere in your life. Like, it's been crazy, even though it's only been, like, five, six days since I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been applying it to every little, little things you wouldn't even think about, like, just stretching or something like that like where I would normally kind of cut back it's like no now I'm like why I do it's like every time I, I start to stop myself or try and like seek any comfort it's just like now I'm I'm forced to think twice about it mm-hmm. and in that sense it's like it's really freeing I'm, I'm, I feel less a slave to my restrictions you know mm-hmm. so I think yeah anyone anyone can do this anyone can do it 
I'm looking at online. Discipline equals freedom. Discipline you know? equals freedom. Yeah. That's what John always says. Yeah. It's true, man. Makes sense. All right. Well, it's been Manny, Emmanuel Michaels. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. Later.